0: Um, we had, you know, a lot of men going, oh, this is different. Oh, you, you, you're going to uh, like, what do you mean? Who do I want to be? Who has asked me that? A simple answer we got probably more than we ever expected to get. I want to be the sort of person. I want to be the sort of dad mm. who my kids connect with whatever age they are. Mm. That is the most, you know, one of the most powerful stories that we've had. And on a mind side, 80% of the change coaching that we are doing with them is around relationships.
1: You're listening to Trademut's 120 Grit podcast, the podcast for the working class, hosted by Dan Allen and Ed Ross, the co-founders of Trademut. If you're a fan of Trademut's 120
2: Grit, we'd love to hear what you think. Send us a message on Facebook or Instagram or shoot us an email at admin at trademutt.com. G'day legends. For those of you that you don't know, the TX text and support service is now up and running. This is an initiative of trademark to remove the physical and financial barriers that exist to anyone being able to access professional mental health support. So whether you're a trader a truckie or a blue-collar worker, don't let it get any harder. Text or call. This is a conversation starter on 04888 46988. In this episode, we sit down with Bella Reynolds. Bella has a diverse background, experience in exercise physiology business and yoga teaching, but now specializes in personal coaching. Her work in this space has seen her and her business partner, Toby delivering programs to employees at a coal mine in the Darling Downs region of Queensland. Through providing access to professional guidance coaches like Bella, the intended outcome is to build a solid support mechanism to allow people to change themselves or to manage change when it inevitably
1: happens. The main theme of this podcast is around change and how we as individuals can inspire change and how we can change our outlooks and mindset to become a certain person. We chat about some specific topics that regularly come up for Bella when working with men in the mines, which, not surprisingly, often revolve around relationships. This is a great yarn with a lot of quality takeaways. Enjoy.
2: Alrighty, welcome back to Trademarks 120 Grit. The podcast for the working class. Absolutely. We have have a very divine smelling studio today. Thank you, Ed Ross. Pleasure. It might be the tea. Today we are lucky enough to have a, a special guest in the studio. They usually are very special, but, you know, today... They're always special. Today is an exceptionally special guest. We are lucky enough to have Bella Reynolds. Now, Bella... You may recognise her from the streets of Brisbane on her treadley, the mad uh, cyclist with a very crude potty mouth, so don't you <laughs> dare cut her off or you'll hear about it. Um, that might be something to do with the fact that she's from Darwin. I don't know, I don't know if people from Darwin have generally rude, rude mouths, but uh, <laughs> you may also know Bella as a fully accredited life coach, um, trancing around New Ackland Cole, um, alongside her uh, co-coach Tobes. Who uh? You know, shout out. We might hear a bit more about. So, uh, Bella, welcome to the studio. Thank you, lads. Welcome.
0: It's um yeah, it's an honour to be here.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, it's a bloody honour to have you. We were lucky <laughs> enough to record a podcast with you just a couple of weeks ago for uh, Unleash the Beast, which is uh, an initiative from Toowoomba, in Toowoomba. Yeah. Toowoomba Regional. Yeah. And um, yeah, we had a bit of a podcast with. Um, Matt Greg from Lifeline up there, which was uh, which was really bloody awesome, but there was a lot of good vibes and a lot of good bouncing off each other, so we thought we'd better get you in here and
1: see what else we can make of it. <laughs> yeah, so we were chatting before about uh, the new Ackland coal mine, which I'd say majority of people have heard of because it's been in the news quite a bit. But just to give us a bit of a background on what the new Ackland coal mine is and sort of why it has been in the news so much recently.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit sad in my opinion. Um, So we, as of last year, there was a workforce of about 300. I think it's about 14 years ago they tried to, well, they've started a whole process of going to stage three. It's been actually named lots of different things. It's a whole political piece to it as well. But the truth is that right now we have gone to, from 300 workforce down to 150 last year. And as of last week, another 25 beautiful humans out there received their notices and we'll go down to 125 by the 1st of October. So we've got a very gradual now process of rolling back that workforce down. Look, I'm not familiar with what the numbers will be um, next year, but we've got massive droppers, dropped drops <laughs> in tonnages, <laughs> say that. Yeah, yeah. And um, which means that the workforce has got to go without stage three the mine go ahead.
1: Where is so, the mine again? It's near Okie so, or
0: something, isn't it? Uh, yeah, so we're twenty about 25 k north of Okie. Okay. So um, it's been operational, I think it's around 17 years. Yep. Um, and it's got a really strong workforce um, from the local community. Um, there are some people drive in for their rosters and live a little bit out, but the vast majority um, live locally, so Highfields, Toowoomba, Okie, Dolby and Surrounds, and so – it's, a, it's just a top place for people to work. They love working there. So.
1: Yeah, so I suppose it's probably a bit of a different culture compared to most of the other bigger mines uh, in Australia where it's a lot of fly in, fly out. Um, so there is quite a, a strong community base there at the, the New Ackland Coal Mine. So I suppose it's made it even harder with all the layoffs recently.
0: Yeah, it was. Last year was a really tough year and we've got a, a strong farming community that work there as well. So I know your background, Ed, you know, that it's been fabulous, I think, for a lot of them to have that ability to earn a a good wicket. It is, it's a good income at the same time still running their farms. So when you had, and certainly this time last year, with everything that's gone on, we've forgotten (laughs) that horrible drought. And then, so it was interesting watching everyone through COVID, Because these guys have lived with a a quite high level of uncertainty at least the last six years solidly. Will we, won't we? Will we, won't we? Will we, won't we? So when COVID hit, I did actually notice, in my opinion, there was just just that level of resilience underlying. Um, Everyone was like, oh yeah, righto, yeah, we've got covid but there's just another roll coming, rather than um, a massive calamity, yeah. which we saw with the toilet paper. Um, you know, like there was just a little unrolling. But um, yeah, so it's been a really challenging. Um, uh, certainly, the last twelve months, literally the last six months, have been really challenging. Having said that, there's been you know a beautiful investment made by that company in health and wellness for their staff. For you know, almost well, it's actually. Um, seven years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, April, it's just gone seven years. So I think that's also provided a, a nice support mechanism for um, people either to change or to manage change. So, yeah.
2: How um, old is that mine?
0: Um, I think it's around the 17, 18 years it's been going. Oh, righto. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah, okay, righto. So I was just. It's so reasonably things. new. Yeah, really. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like one of those mines that have propped up a, a community for, you know, For decades and no, not decades, but you're
0: sort of coming up into two decades. Yeah. And the the hope would be that we could get stage three which would allow that next I think it's something like twelve or fourteen years of mine of um coal to run through. So a whole raft of them would complete their working life out there. But you know, it is it it is at the end of the day what we're about you know Tobes and I particularly in the program is helping people what can you control what yep. can you know and we can't control what's going on with that.
1: Well, let's talk about your role. So yep. what you and you and Toby do there?
0: Yeah. So um, the. Program, the health and wellness program was created um, and it always had a, um, a lot of ownership because there was always a committee right from day one. And so when I came in um, under um, a company called LiveWell, our role was to um, help create and deliver monthly topics in regards to health and wellness that were pertinent to the site. So there were surveys, there was a lot of experts we brought out. Um, over the time, that has morphed quite a lot. And so- Um, what I've observed and been part of is that we went from very heavily dependent in the program to experts and then um, we – there was there's almost that process where you can give people as much education as they need but at some point they've actually got to take action (laughs) if it's what they are ready to change. It's nothing without
1: the action piece. No. And
0: there's a whole process about um, stages of change. So, you know, some people may never be ready to change and it's really important to know that. Because um, everyone, like we three right now, if we sat down and did a little bit of um, just some questioning about it, we will all have different stages of change at different parts of our life at any one point. So when you go and broadcast information to a population, and at that point over 300 um, people, you're not going to get everyone ready to change at the one time. But when someone, so you basically in that stages of change process, when they're ready you've really got to have that support mechanism because I was just saying to you before, it's one thing to inspire people to change but if you're not ready to support them, it's it's a bit like you take them to the edge and then you literally go, oh, there you go, okay, off you go.
1: I suppose that's why the charity for us has been so big and it's been so important for us to get that up and off the ground because for so long Dan and I felt like we – were shortchanging our community and what we could offer them because it was like, what is next? And it was it's hard because there's nothing else out there that we sort of believed in, mm. I suppose, mm. I'd say. There was nothing else that we were like, this is an easy push through to go and access. Like, this is the next yeah. step for you now. We never had that. So it was, like, so important for us to get TX up and going so we can and we do have that now. So it's – here's the, you know – here's the fun side of it, the change, this is cool, we're starting conversations, oh, but now I actually do want to see someone, where do I go? Well, it's now you can. You and know what sp-
0: I mean? you're spot on because I think that's the process too. Is If you look at a flow chart, if you've inspired them to listen to you and then they've got their cogs turning and go, I really like the way these guys To I look at you and go, well, if you've cleaned your stuff up or if you're willing to be vulnerable, yeah, I want to play with you. And if you don't have that next level of support, I think it it's almost a little bit naughty, well, you know, it's, because yeah. it's like you're taking <laughs> yeah. them to the yeah. edge and it's it like, is, well, okay, righto, here's this number, this number, and but they haven't engaged with Lifeline, they've engaged with you guys.
1: Yeah, I know. And it is, yeah, the, the word naughty, yeah. <laughs> it's sort of the, the hard part is, is that the, it's so hard to inspire change in the first place, but then when you do have that coming, it's just like there's got to be a follow-on. And yeah. I suppose, and the other side of that too was that the, way TX was born out of someone reaching out yeah. to someone that they thought or an organization that they thought was there for them mm. and wasn't was sort of the other big thing yeah. where we throw hands in the air like, well this is all bullshit. Mm. You know? Mm. It's yeah, it's a hard one because especially when you when you do finally show the vulnerability and the power to reach out and, and make change and no one's there to catch you, well then you just so much easier just bury yourself back in that hole again and, and stay there because no one was there when you tried.
0: Well, you actually go further into the
2: hole.
1: Yeah, is what
0: I sort of observe. It's almost yeah. like oh, I tried, and it it didn't work. You weren't there, so yeah, I, I knew it wouldn't work anyway. So you know, the
2: other problem is is that there's nothing in that in that middle ground. You know what I mean? It's always like, well, you know, if you're feeling depressed or if you're really struggling, call this number or whatever. But it's like, what about that whole ocean? You know, in between, you know, mm. getting to that point and you know beforehand that I'm bar. sorry, I'm just gonna get it out <laughs> of the wrapper now. I know I'm gonna
1: be starving here in a minute. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Sam's protein bars.
2: Filling that <laughs> filling that middle ground is so crucial yeah. right because and that's a vast big blue ocean that requires yeah. a hell of a lot of work and I gather that's sort of where you're playing, right?
0: Yeah, pretty much and it's because if you're in that ocean of feeling a little bit anxious or the tag mental health to me is is like I prefer to say, uh, I've experienced poor mental health or i've I've, I've got super mental health, and yeah. we do a lot of our conversations about the poor mental health side. It's you know we are humans. and as humans, we are going to surf the troughs and the peaks. We're just mm-hmm. going to do that. And so and the way that our brain is wired, if we are going to um, and you guys I know, talk about growth mindset, if we're going to challenge ourselves, prepare yourself.
1: Because yeah, change understand. is not
0: easy. You, mm. you, you've got that going on. And so... There's always a trade-off. Always. But that's but that's the human experience. Yeah, And, yeah. and so um, that big ocean you're talking about is... Because I'm, we're not psychologists or anything like that. And, and Tobes and I actually have clients that we work with who work with a psychologist and us. Mm. So there's various fields there. But if you're not feeling a little bit funny sometimes... Is in that anxiety because you know it's the same physiological response anxiety and excitement.
2: Mm. Yeah, right.
0: Did you know that? No, yeah, I, I have
2: heard that. What no. was that on? There's it's some documentary super on Netflix cool. or something. Yeah, I have super heard that cool. The same physiological response. So you
0: think about it. If, if, if I could take you through a visualization process, I would ask you to consider, um, you know, get you to shut your eyes and actually think about something that's coming in the future that you are excited about. Mm. And as you visualise it, you will have very similar physiological responses. You'll get a, um, a quickening of the heart, uh, you know, the heart rate. You'll get all of that going. You may even have cold sweat. You could have, you know, breathing changes, all of that. But it's the same when you have anxiety, mm. you know. And I had an experience only the other night where – and this is – I've shared this with the guys at the mine. I hadn't been on site for two weeks because I had a week off, and it was the Wednesday night I went to bed and I, you know, I'm very methodical about my times because it's, you know, up at dawn and well, well before dawn, we're on site before dawn. And I found myself at 2 o'clock, I woke up and I was like, oh, my God, am I a little bit nervous about presenting today? What was? I was excited. <laughs> it was the same thing. And they're going, yeah, you right. get excited to come here? <laughs> well, Tobes and I love it because it's, I mean, really, we are in an incredible position where this management team have said it's a form of pastoral care. It really is with regard to the workplace coaching. So Tobes is on site Monday to Friday. I'm there on a Thursday. We still maintain support on and off site. So I have people talking to me through the week and um, we catch up with family members as well. So our core mechanism is is as the people at site are willing to make change or handle the changes, that they have a support mechanism that they are familiar with. And people don't connect to ideas. They actually connect to you guys People, and the yeah. ideas that you
2: have. Hmm. Well, you talked about mental health just before and yeah. I heard uh, – I was on a webinar on last Friday and Dr. Diane Harner was on the on the webinar as well who's a oh, – don't quote me – neuroscientist mm. but maybe but was talking about – Looks at it, brains. Looks at brains, yeah. Awesome.
1: Um, Love it.
2: But, yeah, it was talking about – I mean, we always talk about this, you know, mental health thing being, a, you know, on a spectrum and, you know, it's obviously so multi multilayered and all this kind of stuff but she – Made a really interesting point that was about, you know, you've got mental health, right? But you've also got mental illness, right? Correct. And they're, and they're both to do with the same thing, but they're on different spectrums. Spot they're on. They're on completely different spectrums, and that's that was a new thing for me to hear. And it, I was like, of course they are. Like, why doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, why didn't that ever drop before? And the, the two almost need to be tr- treated a little bit differently, but yeah. Yeah, because. Yeah, I don't know. They are both equally as complicated but they're very, very different ballparks.
0: Well, it's also that piece and I'm not a neuroscientist. It's mm. an area that I want to start playing in is more neuroscience and mm. neuro. it's really cool stuff because the whole neuroscience tag has actually gone ballistic and um, we had a, a part of the Habit Change um, qualification I did recently, we had a webinar with a neuroscientist. And they've actually got a field of research now, believe it or not, about how neuro the the how the the tagline of neuroscience has become so cool, and yeah, okay. and and it's and they're looking into why is it so and and humans deeply love to know about their brain, so it's it's really cool stuff. Um, the the thing that is fabulous about what she was saying there is that the way I look at it is if we can have really c- cool conversations about poor mental health or good mental health and talk about it just like your broken arm or your fixed arm or bring it into that same space. I hope what we will do is start to reduce the level of poor mental health, which hopefully over time reduces the capacity to move into the disorders and all of that world. And, uh, and as someone could listen to this podcast and please get onto you guys and say, no, is so off target here, um, because... It's a little bit like those disorders are at the top of the tree there and we, when we do a lot of the conversations it's always about, oh, that person who almost suicided. That does not happen overnight. Does not happen. How can we um, yeah. mitigate that yeah. at the lower yeah, level and normalise it? Mm. And and the other thing that I thought was cool because I was thinking about coming to this. So why is it that we have to talk about mental health when we really don't talk about our broken leg? But I think it's because we can't see your poor mental health. Yeah, yeah. So I think we have to share the stories because it's almost the stories are our seeing piece. Yeah,
2: yeah. I don't know. But but it. the thing is, is like we we that analogy is thrown around all the time. That whole broken arm thing, you know, all that sort of stuff. But we don't really talk about physical health any better than we talk about mental health. I don't think. Like you know, there's definitely things around physical health that are taboo. Like if someone's overweight, you don't go and you know mm. s- you don't tell them Hey, like, tubs. And they're they're also not there really talking about it much. I mean, you know, I suppose it is brought up, but there's definitely a lot of aspects of physical health, even nutritional health. Like it's the same thing. You can see what you eat, but most people don't tell you, what they actually do eat or, you know, like.
1: This is such a segue into bad habits. <laughs> I was wondering how we're going to weave that in Do you know what there? I mean?
2: Like most people don't, you know, we know we're going to eat good stuff and you can see what you eat, but most people don't tell you, you know. I mean, I'll tell Ed yeah. if I sneak through the Mac's drive. Well, i see him
1: walk across and put it in the bin. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the wrapper. No, not the food. The food will make But when it comes to overall health, right. Yeah, sure. Maybe mental health is the one that you can't really see, but it's,
1: it's part of this. It's whole. all they're all intertwined. Why do you
0: think you? This is I find this interesting because I'm probably going to flip this to you guys. Yeah, flip yeah, it. it. Flip it, it come on us, Go on back. <laughs> and my it's beautiful toes will tell. We'll do a full. Um, what are we going to do a cartwheel on this? So, when someone comes to you and say they want to lose weight, one of the questions we will ask them is why.
1: It's fair, cool.
2: Yep.
0: And when you dig when you really dig. So why would you like to lose weight? Well, because I should. Oh, right, my doctor tells me I should. Oh, I've got these stats. Okay. Well, put that aside. So why else? What If you go and lose the weight tomorrow or over the next six months, what are you going to gain? Oh, I might get a couple of friends. I actually might get a relationship. I actually may leave the relationship I'm in. And this is where I think it's really interesting. To me, a lot of the physical health issues we see, a lot of them when I chat with clients and do this coaching, stem back to the mental health. Oh, yeah. So, why We've are they talking about that? You know, at it's length. huge. Well, I, I always
2: length. talk about their whole diet thing because, you know, it's obviously people, you know, feel like they need to be on a diet or people should, are always talking about being on a diet. But ah, their reason for wanting should, to do it is because, yeah, they believe they should. should, but, should <laughs> but, but often. Diets, oh if you God. don't understand, if you don't dive right into the root cause or your why or, Waste you know, of energy.
1: All of that stuff, yeah, the diet doesn't have a chance. And 98% yeah.
0: of them don't work.
1: But it's not diet. <laughs> but the problem is that's all the marketing and that coming back to exactly what we're talking about with yeah. the alcohol before. People believe that the for them to lose weight, that they do need to make drastic changes. They need to stop everything that they're doing and do something completely new. And that was what I was fully of the thought until I actually went and invested in nutrition and saw a mate from school and started doing it. And I was like, wow, all it is is just reduction of food and the food that you do eat just needs to be a bit healthier. You know what I mean? Like it's not a massive, massive change. Mm-hmm. Unless you're drinking thirty cans of coke a day, then that means you've actually got to make a bit of a change. But
0: but if you do, just drop one.
1: Yeah, yeah. you know, what go what I mean? like from
0: 20, 30 <laughs> to twenty nine. Yeah, yeah. Because guess what? You'll probably drop that one because you
1: go, oh shit, that's easy. I'll be able to do
0: that. Whereas yeah. if you say remove coke from your life, it's like nah, it's serving a purpose right now. So but uh, don't you, but don't you and
2: reckon if people can just like dive into that sort of that why partner sort of deeper. Mm. sort of maybe issues or whatever root causes. Mm. Maybe you don't actually have to lose all that weight. Maybe it's just an attitude, like a bit of a realignment of your belief system and your and your kind of your understanding of yourself. Like then you it's might how
1: you see yourself. It's, it's
2: all your perception of yourself exactly right. No, isn't I think it?
1: yeah, but that also comes back all to the goal setting and what you actually want to achieve because it's so easy to be like, oh yeah, I'm just going to go on this diet and then you don't really know why you're doing it and you're a month into it, and you're like, oh, this is actually pretty shit, I'm sick of doing this, and then you stop, and then the cycle changes again in six months' time because you're like... Oh, I'm still fat. I want to, you know what I mean? It'd be like waterproofing that wall oh. right? with
2: no with no understanding of what the purpose was. Yeah, it would be like digging anyway. a hole, you're digging
1: a ditch. That was my first job on a site, actually. Digging <laughs> that hole to put that post in it. I'll remember that. I'll go past that house one day. But imagine, was like, I, that was my first ever it's job. still standing. But imagine if you were just told <laughs> to, to dig a
2: hole, you know, because you thought you should dig a hole and you're just like digging and digging and digging. And like like what's, Dale. What's the point of this? But what's the purpose? That's what people do
0: when they diet. Yeah. When they go on the rollercoaster of diet. We've been sold a pup. It is a multi-billion-dollar oh, industry, and it shit it yeah. is it just does not work. It does not work. And your comment before about you know what do you want to achieve? We step back one further. It's not about. It's actually not about what you in my in our opinion. It's not really what you want to achieve. It's who do you want to be? That's interesting. Who do you want to become? Who do you want to become again? Because when you actually identify who you want to be, then you then from there you is work out to Is that like dos, another
1: person or something that you just. How you want to be perceived, look,
0: ah. feel
1: is that what it is? Is it you, or is it like I want to be like someone Physically, else? Physically, emotionally.
0: I am the sort of person who. So, one of the one of the one of these perfect stories to explain at this point is when we share um, the habit based program at the in January at the site. Um, we had you know a lot of men going, Oh, this is different. Oh, you, you're gonna uh, like. What do you mean who do I want to be? Who has asked me that? No one's DC? ever asked me that. Yeah, well, and if they did, they'd have chalk and they had a cane. And, they had, and they're like, well, why do you even want to know? Are you serious? you really want to know do you that? Care yeah, like, do yeah, yeah, it's all of that stuff. But when – so a, a simple answer we got, probably more than we ever expected to get. I want to be the sort of person – I want to be the sort of dad – Mm. Who my kids connect with whatever age they are. Mm. That is the most you know, one of the most powerful stories that we've had. And on a mind site, 80% of the change coaching that we are doing with them is around relationships. Does that surprise you? No. Isn't it cool?
1: Yes. Because yes. it is. Uh, it's it's so not about big. weight loss. Yeah.
0: It's not about all that crap and what they're putting in their mouths. When they identify who they want to be in that relationship if they even want to be in that relationship. Yeah. You know, and then that all of a sudden, because the thing that's really cool is when you think the thought that comes up, when you, when, when someone asks you that, who you want to be, I promise you, if I said to both of you right now, who's the person you want to be, mm. you one. have both come up with so- something has popped in your head.
1: Matthew something. McConaughey. <laughs>
0: Well, if you were, this would be a different podcast. (laughs) Woody from Toy Story.
1: (laughs) When's that movie coming out, by the way? There's a new one coming out.
0: (laughs) Um, The thing is, most people actually can think about it, but the next step is giving themselves to permission to be that person and to actually share that thought with another human.
2: But what do you say? How many? like how many people do you come across who who just don't know what they want to be because oh, I know for common. a long time I didn't know what I wanted to be.
0: Why do you think that is?
2: I don't know. I probably I, I probably lacked a lot of self-confidence there for Who'd a long ever time. Who'd never asked you it before. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And if they'd
0: asked you, mm. did they direct the answer? How yeah. many parents direct our children to be the person and they're not conscious of this to be perfectly honest and I think of my parenting. Um Often we're not conscious that we're directing. We see our children as they come up and we go, oh my God, you're so good at this, this, and this. You should be dunk. But when mm. we have those be conversations when you're growing up, they're generally around the job you'll do, not, not, the, not the person. The person you are. And mm. you've got to go back a step. The job is only one part of your life. Mm. And how many of us have any workaholic habits? Mm. Oh, yeah, Hands for up. sure. <laughs> and
2: it's very dangerous to let your job become your identity. But so many You're only married you, to it, Derek. So many people, yeah. you do not want to be married to your job because <laughs> you can only really have room for one marriage in life. Well, <laughs> in know? our culture, yeah. 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 Oh, man. Yeah, no, so. But, that, but that's, that sort of goes back to something that I'm kind of becoming a bit passionate about is, is that whole encouraging young people to uh, – sort of follow where their kind of natural tendencies kind of mm. lie. For instance, some people are more caring, and more mm. nurturing, more, you know, empathetic, might make good healthcare professionals, right? But the job that looks good, is, is, the the, good coin. is the lawyer. But yeah. the, what there's no understanding is that if you're naturally suited to your job your level of job satisfaction and your sort of your ability to kind of, you know, achieve, you know, good things in that job is so much greater and that is far more valuable than a than a big paycheck. And you got to put a price on it though. You do.
0: And unfortunately we're conditioned in our society that the price is put on what gets put in your bank account.
1: Mm. And yeah, that's all, that's yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: you know, like and it's funny because I think that's part of the process as we age so well done, level of maturity, that you're really identifying this at this stage and stage because I must admit in the coaching world, core public (laughs) that we deal with, 40s, 50s, Sixties
2: missed the boat.
0: Well, they 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 have those reckonings, have those epiphanies. They they get through that stage of life where um, you know they've probably reared the children, um, job has got into a bit of a cruisy. Their financial um, requirements maybe a little bit less, and and it's like, oh my god! So now here's this gap. It's like, wow, what do I want to <coughs> be? Yeah, really yeah. be. But
1: right? that's that that's the other misconception of, and we've spoken about it before of you know why people are working in the first place mm. and what they think their reason for doing it is. And majority of the time it's money. Shoulds. Yeah. But it's like I'm, I'm doing this for the money because we need it because we've got this and we're doing that. But it's like what what is actually important? Like what do you actually need to survive? And mm. then what do you think you're going to need to live an easy sort of lifestyle? Yeah. I think people heavily underestimate what that process is. Heavily I agree. underestimated.
0: You know the other beautiful piece to this too is that you may be working in a role, in a job, in a career that you actually like – a lot. You may not love it, but to be brutally honest, not all of us love every single day. I do, but not everyone. <laughs> but um, so you might like it, but if you don't have other parts of your life that feed your being, yeah, like your yeah, hobbies, yeah, yeah. like your social life, if you're caught up in a social life that is heavily dependent on alcohol and substances mm. to suppress exactly what you're really feeling, and you don't have a creative outlet, that is another whole piece.
1: Yeah, but. Yeah. That's what about
2: when people are? What about when people's social lives um, are sort of almost codependent with their um, with their professional what they do
1: for a living? You've got to make the money to do that every weekend. Yeah, and it's like I'm
2: doing a job that I, I hate. hate, but I like the idea of it. And then the, um. the people who I hang out with <laughs> the outside of it are also tied to that. And well, I'm,
0: you're externally driven, and you're going to come asunder at some <laughs> point. You really are you're going to come asunder. That's going to, Can I share one beautiful, this concept? Bella, it's your microphone. Mate. You share as much as you want. On, I'm
2: going to turn us down.
0: <laughs> so I'm going to share about a concept that you will have heard of but probably don't fully appreciate and I, I know a lot of your listeners won't. Um, some of my guys at the mine.
2: We only have two, Sue Ross and <laughs> mum, mum and my grandmother. Sue no, Ross you've got
0: four now because you've got Tobes and I. Oh, yeah, so, <laughs> so when I say to the concept of willpower, What does that say to you? When I say use your willpower, come on, Ed, just use your willpower.
1: Yeah, like internal drive, I suppose.
0: Yeah. Um, Are you holding back? Well, what's the energy? Your
1: ability ability to follow through with what you
2: genuinely want to Ah. do.
0: So that's really interesting. Both of you think about as energy out Mm. to do that, whereas a lot of people I work with, it's about restraint, I'm just going to hold back. I'm going to hold back. I'm going to hold back oh, yeah. from the chocolate cookie. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm not going
1: to smoke because, yeah, oh, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so That's a lot of people
0: use willpower <laughs> to change. You know what? It's Monday morning. I said I'm going to stay off the, uh, the sauce. Yeah. I don't do. I don't I don't drink after work now. And then they find themselves Monday afternoon, basically at four o'clock, and they are um. tonguing for that beer. Yeah. They're like, oh, my God, all their wine, and they just can't wait to have it. The thing that I want to share. And I just think this would be such a beautiful jigsaw piece to why people or a lot of people we work with are so tired. I promise it all fights back to what we're talking about with mental health is that willpower is actually like a muscle, right? Now we don't just use willpower to not have that cigarette or not have that donut or push as you said to go. We don't just use it for that. It is a universal resource from the minute we wake up to the minute we go to sleep. We've used it all day long. Now, if you have used willpower all day to not say what you think, if you're working in an environment that is not linked to who you really are, if you're holding yourself back at work from giving the boss Mm. your mind, if you're in a parenting situation where you literally feel you can't say, or in a relationship goodness knows, you're in a relationship with someone and you can't be your true self, can you see how much willpower it requires? How do we replenish willpower?
1: Rest. Rest. Oh,
2: Leisure.
0: You are top of the class. You Leisure. are. It is rest. So Hang if on, I,
1: wait here.
2: I'm going to go ahead and get a gold star. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've got a few upstairs. So
0: <laughs> when we've shared this at the site, we actually get a dumbbell, like a really quite uh, heavy one, and we Flex ask the it. guys, we say, just go and do, you know, how many reps can you do? 15 reps of that. So they just do the 15. And about the 12, doesn't matter what weight they are or what, mm. they actually feel that muscle fatiguing. Do you know what most of them actually do when I say, oh, can you just do another five? What do you reckon most of them do?
2: I would actually assume that they'd want to crank them out. Absolutely. And then
0: I say, how about another five?
2: Mm. Oh, yeah. I'll oh, yeah. push through. Bella, I oh, can do that for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I don't me. think it's
0: about me. <laughs> I think it's about the people around, around them. Around them, for sure. Because they're like, I don't want to be seen to be this person that you might think I need to be. It's like this.
2: Do any of them ever turn around and say, well, no, I don't want to.
0: Yeah, I had the odd one and we loved that because they willpower. get the and they Just get stick the- Stick it down Exactly. You can take that and jam it. And I'm like, boom, you're comfortable being yourself. Yeah. So I suppose what I'm talking about here is that um, when we use the willpower like that, it leads to a concept called ego depletion. We literally get Ego exhausted. depletion. That
1: is the first time I've ever heard it's that. It's a
0: really cool concept. So when we get depleted- you know, when you get to the end of the day and you are absolutely
1: yeah. exhausted. you just got to get out and put your feet up on the couch. But what do we do? Well, I'm, I normally have a nice little vino. Yep. Okay. In the
0: now, if you can't stop the vino, there's an issue. If we if we are really that exhausted, most of us will go, oh, okay, I'm just going to have that. I'm going to have that or I'll have that coffee or I'll have yep. that. I'll, I actually ignore how I feel and I'm just going to push through. And I suppose the reason I love bringing that concept up is in regards to change and being your best self and becoming who you need to become it's really important to start honoring those feelings like you're tired you yeah. don't need a, you don't need that drink you no. need to probably have a little nap or yeah. you need to
1: so yeah. that so that's probably the the, the habit that we were, yeah. were talking about earlier it's sort of I suppose the question is what is the healthy alternative or the better alternative to that so like say it is um yeah, you bust your ass all day and then you come home and have three beers in the afternoon. So, like, what is an alternative to that to still get the same result, I suppose, for the individual but it's a better outcome? that make sense?
0: Yeah. No, it's a great question. And my question to you, which would really annoy you but this is a coach Here to He's gone straight back at you. There you go. <laughs> so you tell me.
1: Well, I don't know. What I would mean, make you oh,
0: feel replenished? Well, or so-
1: did- something that we've, like, um, my wife and I go take the dog for a walk.
0: Boom. That's it.
1: Yeah, I know, but it's sort of
2: like, yeah. But the the one time you do it, so you're usually used to going home and having three tins or however many or whatever it is you do and then the one time you go, you do the walk, you're probably not going to feel, you know, fully the same after that one time but once you make it a habit and you kind of start to do that for a month or whatever, then it kind of becomes your new normal, right?
0: So the first question I would ask Ed even before that is does having that wine – generally with your partner at the end of the day does it serve you be the person you want to be or not
1: Oh, no it's just like a bit of a gap filler yeah yeah oh, see, okay. i see okay i'm not i don't have it because i need to have it like i was off the grog for 7 weeks when i did yep. this like bloody body workout nutrition challenge um and it's not like i yeah i don't know i suppose it is just that habit it's sort of like yeah like last night came home was cooking dinner and alana's away this week so i was like ah Let's have a glass of wine yeah. while I'm making dinner. Yeah, Why didn't not? have any pants on, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, My housemate didn't appreciate it, Big Marcos. No,
2: but is own it pants on, but pants on? It's okay to say that it's nice to have a glass of wine and yeah. I like having a glass yeah. of wine and it's not in excess and I'm not yeah. I, could, I can go without it and I can willingly choose to either do this or not. But I want to do this and I'm okay with that.
0: And guess what the word you've said in that sentence that is so important.
1: Okay. okay. Choose. choose. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Don't, I want to He'll want get it, one, Dad, yeah.
0: and he's on the way. He's on the way. But that's it. You've actually said the, So the the opposite of a habit is choice. Mm. So what is a habit? When I ask you, gold star opportunity, go. Dan.
2: what's no, yeah, I think it's probably something that you that you're doing uh, uh, without uh, choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. So if no, it's not no. choice,
0: then what could it be?
2: It's
1: uh, God help me, Ed. Quick, quick! No, it just—it just, it just it's, automatic. Yeah, yeah. It just happens just, on a, like a routine thing. It just can't see. We're all that. about
0: support here. I'll get you, got, get you there. I just
1: completely know. buckled under pressure. <laughs> you you turned white. Dins. You turned completely white. You <laughs> were <laughs> translucent there for about three you seconds. Can
0: see the pressure. That's
1: the LED lights. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but so you're spot on. So it, the opposite of choice is actually habit. It is anything that is an automatic response. Mm. And the irony is where. I actually don't care if either of you have a wine. It's none of my business. It really is none of my Mm, business. mm. If you, though, said I would like to be able to choose to have that wine at night, which Ed has actually got into a position to do because you did take that break away from it in that challenge that you've done, which is an awesome thing. So you've actually got a high level of awareness. When you have that wine now, you actually know your and Choosing it, if well, I heard yeah. That?
1: Well, you you definitely have a a, f- a larger appreciation for it rather yeah. than just drinking it for it's the sake. Of drinking it. It's just not automatic, even though it was a little nineteen crimes on special that I got from BWS on <laughs> Sunday afternoon, <laughs> which is not the greatest drop, but it's getting me through the week. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, red flag, getting me through <laughs> the week. No, <Nah, laughs> nah, you know what I mean. Crikey, He's no, it's um, you. but uh, yeah, I think I think that's probably. Yeah, it comes back to the like the binge drink type stuff yep. where people are just like getting absolutely shit-faced for the sake of it. Yep. And like I've had a mate um, when I was at college and like he's like, I don't actually like drinking alcohol. I just drink heaps of it whenever – like I won't drink just one. He was like, I will never just drink one drink. Like, one serving of alcohol. Yeah, he's like, I just don't – I don't enjoy drinking it, but I do enjoy getting shit-faced drunk with mates. You know what I mean? And I was like, that's interesting because I was like – you're literally not drinking it for the enjoyment of it. You're drinking it to get to a certain level of.
0: That's his reward.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean. I was like, oh, that's really like it's half sad, really, but it's it's
0: it's impressive he actually knew that because yeah. he's not on his own.
1: Oh, well, I'm he, sure he's yeah. not
0: on his own at all. If you really speak to a lot of people about their drinking habits, oh, I reckon ninety percent of people that
1: drink beer just do it because everyone else is it's doing conformity. it. Beer sucks ass. I hate beer. I, I disagree with yeah, you You're on the top. <laughs> You're in the 10%. You're in the 10%. I reckon there are heaps of people out you there. You drink
0: it all the time and you don't
1: like no, it. No, no, no. I can't drink. I'm celiac anyway. But when I was young yeah. and I didn't know I was celiac Effless. and I'd have a beer... I was like, this is the shittest thing I've ever consumed in my life. It was like, oh, how good's this beer? So it's right, like, mate, you should this have, is shit. You should have tried a, a Boulder XPA. Mate, Mick Fanning, <laughs> Mick Fanning was still in nappies <laughs> when I was. <laughs> what? How old are you? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm
2: joking. Oh, God. So, Bella, how what does it look like um, when you're working with guys? Mm-hmm. In on, on a mind site like because uh, a few things that come to mind for me is it's probably a bit confronting for a lot of people who who haven't worked with or who haven't had anyone who have given a shit about you Bloody know life coach about <laughs> about everything outside of work and so. How does it actually look? How is it received and sort of, you know, what do you kind of hope to achieve out of it all?
0: That's a really good question. There we go. It's not a gold star. The, it's not a gold oh, star though. come on. I think that's gold starable. <laughs> do you know
2: what? I'm going to put a gold star on my, on my back end away. <laughs> good.
0: I love that. You're you taking, you're taking control. Because I'm You're going to choose to do that. You're listening. <laughs> um, the thing I love about your question is that straight up you've actually asked me it must be uncomfortable or a bit weird for them to have someone who cares. And you know what? That's been the biggest illumination for me that we're working with people who are unfamiliar with people actually giving a shit. And Tobias talks to me about yes. this all the time and I find that really friggin' weird mm. and I suppose I've been very privileged is how I was brought up or maybe i got no idea but it is is—it is a lot of men who finally come and catch up with us, and it is definitely a co-coaching environment. Tobes is doing the heavy lifting out there Monday to Friday and I feel like some days I'm a bit of a rock star and comes in on the Thursday and what have you. But obviously some people are more drawn to one of us than the other. We do co-coach with some people because that's probably what's um, happened. And the other process is they did know me particularly. They also knew Tobes before we actually had the formalised coaching opportunity. And I think that's been valuable too. Um,
1: Level of trust. It yeah. is all
0: about trust. And look, we've still got a hell of a lot of them out there that are not coming up and having one-on-ones with us. But the funny thing is that we hear via their mates of some of the stuff they're doing. Mm. And so it's sort of normalised that it's okay to check in with someone um, about how they're feeling or what's going on in their life And then how that could get addressed.
1: How how often do people come and see you? Uh, Every
0: day. So Tobes and I have conversations every single day.
1: Yeah, but like one bloke would like on average with the one person come in once a week, once a fortnight. So
0: we have – the way it rolls is that we um, present in toolboxes every single week over a month. So it takes us four Thursdays in a row to get across each crew. Okay. Yeah. So – and in that – but Tobes and I did the numbers the other day. So – Roughly, you've got 150 on site roughly and we've got actively involved 60 weekly. That's huge. You do your numbers on health and wellness programs, you know, you get 15%, you're doing super well. We've always had high engagement with programs and I do attribute a lot of that to the ownership through committee right at the very beginning as well as different management You know, we've had different people in the check writing chair, but they've all maintained this is staying, this is staying, this is staying. So continuity, consistency, you know, it's all about consistency at the end of the day. Um, So, yeah, 60. So of those 60, I would say about 30 to 40 weekly would have a check-in. Not every single week a full-on half-to-one-hour coaching session, but um, it's become a little bit of a habit. So what is it –
1: like obviously not to go into details, but yep. is it like the main thing that people are coming to you about, is it relationships that we spoke about? Before?
0: Relationships is the number one topic that we're both dealing yeah. with. Yeah, interesting. Yep. So yep. Is, it,
1: is it more people? Their relationship
0: with their self
1: uh huh, yeah. and how
0: that leads to either them improving their relationship with someone, a significant other at that point or finding
1: a significant other. So is it the people that have got a partner like a husband or a wife or, or whatever? Are they coming in and having conversations to you that they're not having with them because they don't know how to have them with them? Um, is it something like that? It's not. A, it's not as
0: cookie cutter as that. Every single, every single person we're dealing with is um, dealing with different elements of it. If that, that probably is evading, maybe sound like evading a question. No, but everyone's no. got
2: different situations. It depends
0: how they are reacting. So one of the casics is one of the guys who recognized about three months in um, that he had. Uh, like automatic response, his habit was literally as he was getting himself ready in the machine to wind up for the day and get in the car and go home, he was winding himself up for a blue. Mm. And that was really fascinating because he sat in one of the sessions and he went, "How you know, we share the habit loop with them, the cue, the routine and the reward. And he saw himself in the loop and went, oh, my God, how do I stop myself getting up to here? Because it was like the emotional loop. And so from there that conversation led to that impact that that was having on his relationship and and it was actually splinter almost. Yeah. It was pretty solid, wasn't going in the right direction, that's for sure. And so um, Toad particularly and then both of us have been working with him about – how he actually changes that
1: habit loop. Yeah, so what is that? What does that look like? So
0: for him, and that's what I mean, And none of this substitutes <laughs> for mental health support. You know, this is his story. For him, the biggest shift occurred when he and Tobes started to think, instead of him considering all of the negatives about, Okay, what he divulged was he was starting to th- he was winding up because he was thinking about all of the things that was not getting done when he was at work. Mm. I'm on that machine working my ass off and you guys haven't done this or this or this. At and home. Th- yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now this had been building through a whole raft of other things that had occurred in that relationship over a long time. So this was sort of like that straw, right? So and this is going to sound flippant but I promise you this is what he has done to begin his microhabit. First thing he did was he would still have that building up of emotion, okay, I'm winding up, I'm coming home, and instead of thinking of all the negative, he literally had to rewire over a number of weeks, I'm going to think of all the things I love about my family, Mm. that if it is over, what I will miss. Yep. And you are dead right, Dan. It took time to practice that Mm. and there was a bit of texting and reminding and, you know, do that. But this is now a human that is now sharing in crew conversations about the changes he's made. Mm. That that ca- you know, that flip in thought, which can sound flippant. Does it sound flippant to no. you that you could literally
1: No, it doesn't. I no, think it, it sounds ba- it sounds basic, to it be sounds, honest. And yeah. you know,
0: it's that whole difference between simple and easy. It's really simple what he had to do. Does that mean it's easy? No. This guy had also been dealing with anger management issues his whole life. Mm. So that was just one little habit that was surrounded that piece. Yeah. His level of emotional management skills have gone from, I reckon, point one to it's really interesting the conversations we're having with him now, probably about the 80%. I can't tell you the shifts he's had but the first thing is he just had to actually recognise himself in that loop and then be honest enough to own it and then have a support mechanism there So that's what
2: I was going to touch on because that sounds like the biggest and most powerful thing to me is the fact that he was delivered this, you know, concept or this idea of this loop and he's identified where he gets to on that. And it's like just by being there, you guys being there and kind of at least just, you know, portraying it in such a way that allows that guy to be like, oh, yeah, that's where I get to. How do I stop from getting there? Yeah. Once you can identify that thing and then give you a platform to even question it, how can yeah. I change this? That's kind of that's the bit that's the hard that's the hard bit that you've yeah you've smacked through there. So it's that's really that cool. support
0: at that point of change, mm. and that's why I I just will forever be grateful for that this work for this you know management team and we've done this with programs across the sites as well that they have maintained the consistency of this program because that individual, okay, he's just one of 150, right? But these guys are operating heavy machinery. No different to, you know, in the construction industry, think of some of the tools these guys are operating with. One, imagine if he wound himself up to a point, and we've certainly had experiences of this, that he actually forgot what his job was. And he's operating heavy equipment and he happens to go through that stop sign and whatever comes of that. Mm-hmm. Same as the nail gun incident and the, and the guy that's literally his head is not at work mm. and it takes that piece. So we it's really hard to measure the efficacy of these programs but I think we're starting to get now with how we can provide the information to inspire and then the support to change, how we can start to really see, you know, see a real long-term shift. Mm. Are
2: you aware of these of, of programs like this in other mines? Other yeah,
0: um, so interesting, under the Queensland Mining Act, mm. there is a statutory imperative to educate. That sounds, that sounds important. It does, doesn't it? Um, I use that language because I love the fact that there's actually a line item on a and l for this.
1: <laughs> Lovely. So oh, really?
2: Yes, yeah, in okay. the mining industry.
0: Yeah, right. I haven't come across it in other industries, but you can call it professional development and create a line item.
2: Yep. That was interesting as well. That same webinar that I was talking about with Hana was, um, it was about, um, mental health for entrepreneurs and, you know, going and raising money, right. For, for an idea of seed round investment for a business that you want to start. It's like put a line item in your, you know, in your spreadsheet for, you know, mental sort of, you know, mental health or, you know, um, mental health care for founders. Because if you go to someone who's going to potentially invest in your business and they can see that you've actually thought about the fact that this is going to be stressful and I've got a little section it's in there right to on. make sure that we can invest in ourselves during this process. You're going to look at that and just be yeah. like, oh, okay, righto, you know. We're this, fair yeah, income. Yeah, you know, which is a really good thing to consider and it's not, yeah. it's, it's amazing that that now is looked at as, something that's so responsible mm. whereas, you know, in the past Foresight. it's been like something like yeah. shameful, you know. Well, it was
0: like go to work, do your job and
1: Shut piss up, off go yeah.
0: basically mm. and clean your act up at home. But here's the thing. You tell me how many people really leave work, go home and forget about work. In all honesty, our lines are so blurred. Our society today is at a pace that is frightening mm. and and so it's not the same world. So isn't it it's almost this irony. The check writers are uh, my age and stage. So, you know, I'm fifty-three, that fifty-three to sixty five, you know, that bracket, they're the predominant check writers. But we grew up in an era <laughs> where you didn't look after your employees. Health, least of all their mental health. So here's the thing I find a bit sad is that they'll have a line item for EAP services, Mm. employer assistance program. Mm, Well, what the hell is that really useful for except for the crisis? Mm. We don't want to get the crisis. Okay, you have the crisis but what are you doing Pre-crisis, what's your preventative But I think it's, point? it's such.
1: Well, that's and we see that all the time. It's sort of it's just an easy throwaway and be like, yeah, yeah we, it's we've ticked tick the box, box. It's done. Just yeah. you know, we've covered our our yeah. ass in case anything yeah. happens here.
0: Mitigation. Yeah,
1: that's what it is. And I mean, mm. obviously. Even, you know, 50, 100 years from now, who knows what business is going to look like then. But, I mean, I, I highly doubt it's going to be across the board anyway that everyone's doing, mm-hmm. investing in staffs' mental health. You're always going to have asshole bosses and shit business cultures, um, yeah, until the whole world explodes. Like it's never going to change across the board. I
0: think you guys are leading the t- – like I but think your generation, yeah. you know, and the Googles and, and, you know, those entities that have got the younger wave of check writers are just going, this is not negotiable.
1: Yeah, and I think that – But then they
0: look at Google and go, well, I can't go Google, which means I can't do anything. And I would like go, no, you can do lots with minimal in- expenditure.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that it's going to be interesting to see how we really try and impact the trade culture in the – like because it's such a hard male-dominated, you know, you're up – like you were saying, you know, you're up before daylight and you're normally working until, you know, pretty late in the afternoon and it's – hot, hard work, six days a week most of the time, or if you're minor it could be you know seven or eight days straight. It's how we start to really encourage change within organisations, just not individuals, and getting like the whole team culture to embrace it and make that change and hopefully it just sort of starts to spread out through.
0: Where do you reckon uh, it starts?
1: And, well, we're trying to obviously do that at here. at the top. We're trying to do that starts here. Starts at yeah. the
2: top. Vulnerability as leaders is key. But do you reckon like taking this sort of stuff <laughs> to mine sites is like? Is it kind of like um, you know, are there employees there that feel like this is being forced on them, or are they? Oh, we've it? got
0: to be really careful because this yeah. is the this
2: That's is the, the fine line the heart, that you like, got to walk. Where yep. it's one thing where we've really found that we've had success with trademark is that organisations that you know wear our shirts. It's often started from the bottom. It's been mm-hmm. someone who's. Just an individual who's bought a shirt and worn it to work and then everyone started talking about it. Then the manager's like, Oh, what's that? And then they're like, Oh, this is really cool. And it's so it's sort of a ground up approach rather than all the managers saying, You have to wear this shirt and talk about your mental health, you know what I mean? Which is a really interesting approach, something where we lucked out a bit. But um, yeah, I don't know. How do you how do you go about just being brought onto a site like that and We you know? we've
0: had to be really careful. Um, and and Tobes and I are really mindful of that. It's we are there for those who would like to use us. If people don't want to use us, that's got nothing to do with us. It's Mm -hmm. whatever, whatever they're choosing not to is none of our business. And, and there's also a very uh, like confidentiality, confidentiality is a really big thing too. Um, because I can tell you now, if Tobes and I weren't the sort of people that valued it at the level we have to, it would have fallen over ages ago. So there's a trust mechanism with it, but, um, I'm also a believer that the people that really need it and want it will come and then um, it, we've had people trickle through even in the last month who have sat on the bench and watched and watched um, because, you, as you said, you, you are in the workplace so there's that bit of thing going, oh, well, if I talk to Bella about this, how come my supervisor mightn't know about this? And if he finds out that, well, I, get, I don't get any overtime or whatever. So you're right. The other thing is the shirts. So when we, when we started wearing your shirts – that was a really, like, cool process to watch too because, you know, there was the, <laughs> the the, like, oh, my God, what are you, you know, you know, what are you doing? No, 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 that's not the same. And yet that was the intent, intent yeah. was we had to be seen to be separate. Um, but then those conversations turned into, oh, it's funny how what looks almost so ugly <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> becomes just, too beautiful and yeah. it's like, oh, well, I want one of them too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah.
2: yeah, so I think. It's almost like you want to, to get to the point where these sorts of programs, you know, almost the, the the significant majority on site start to come, you know, to interact with you, not not to exclude everyone else but almost like this pack mentality of like, well, if, the if the if you know, if all these guys are going to, like, what are they doing? What are they talking about? Maybe I should go and try this, you know what yeah. I mean? So like if we can get. The, the, the significant majority to be interacting and sort of investing in this stuff, well then, you know, you're going to lead by example for everyone else.
0: With us I think we're really fortunate is that we are able to deliver the content to their Toolbox Talks so they don't get to choose whether they hear it or not. They can choose whether to listen or not, ah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. they get they get to hear it, and then the next step is if they want to go to that next level and have the regular coaching, what have you, then they make that choice and um, and do that. But the thing that I think is really powerful is by offering it upfront without the opt in, there are definitely of those roughly fifty to sixty that are regularly dealing with Tobes and I, if they'd been asked to opt in. I'd love to know how many of them would have opted in at the beginning because they didn't even know – you know how you don't know what you need to know until it's presented sometimes? Mm. So I think that has been um, – you know, I was chatting with Darren about this. It's Again, it's just been so powerful to be able to offer it to everyone and then they can opt in for that next level themselves rather than us presuming yeah. You, yeah. that it would be for everyone or not.
2: Have you got stories of, of fellas or, you know, anyone on the site who have come and, you know, seen you? either your or Tobes, and then sort of really being like, oh, shit, yeah, this mm. is great. <laughs> like, can't wait to come back, you know what I mean? And then just like, yeah, this is really good. This isn't what I expected. You know what I mean? Like, where they sort of, their, their attitude flips that much. It's like, never done this before. Suddenly, why haven't I been doing this all my life? That was his phone.
1: That's your phone. You've just lost your gold star. Oh, it's your phone. (laughs) Don't worry about it. it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. It's good. Keep keep going.
2: Chilling (laughs) over there with Samuel L. Jackson. But, yeah, basically that sort of idea of, you know, I mean, we talk a lot about help-seeking behaviour and reaching out to someone like yourself and having this conversation may be a bit confronting, but once you've done it the first time, suddenly it's not that hard anymore.
0: I think. And you've only got
2: things to gain.
0: And you've, I I do believe the fact that we've got 50 to 60, that's probably been the majority of experiences. It's like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. You know what, and we are. You know, we did a session the other day with one of the guys on site. He brought his two kids and his wife off site to Tobes and I on a Friday night, and we just explained what we do. and mm-hmm. um, Tobes shared his story, and I shared some habit stuff, and that was seriously cool. Because wow. because it's one thing for the individual to go home and go, "Oh, I'm ready to do this," and I'm doing this talk about the additional support mechanism, if they go home and that support mechanism isn't on the same page, you can see how that can cause a bit of resistance or a delay. Um, So for him, it was like, yeah, I've done this level of change now for me to go from this level to that level, the top level, I need everyone in my family on board. And, and yeah, that was really cool. So no, we, yeah, most, well, I actually, we haven't sat down and done the numbers. The opposite of that is probably they come and do a session with us and go, oh, my God, I'm out
2: of here. But it's nuts. But do you reckon that's... Do well, you reckon there's that's,
0: plenty of them <laughs> thinking that.
2: Do you reckon that's because they think you're nuts or because <laughs> they may be shocked or a bit sort of, you know... It c- probably, a bit, a bit I call it digesting. Yeah. It probably sounds like too much work. Too much change, or I'll maybe do too conf- much. A bit confronting as well to to think about some of those things.
0: We find that the people that come and catch up with us are at the stage of change. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Really, yeah, it's not, not a go.
0: lot of tire kickers. You know, because they can do that <laughs> from afar. Arms
2: crossed. What's <laughs> going on here? <laughs> what are you about? <laughs> What's your deal, Bella? Is this free?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so one of the funnier ones is someone goes, "Oh, my mate told me I should come in here." Like, okay, right? Oh, yeah, this is going to yeah. go well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, But but generally, once again, that's a front.
1: That's a good icebreaker. Yeah. Well,
0: that's a, we get a lot
1: of people through the text lines like I'm reaching out because of a mate, which is fine. That's, yeah. like, that's, that's, that's what sweet. we say. We make a point of saying
2: it, that our service is, you know, there yeah. for people who might know someone who's struggling. And yeah. Because you know, it's a good way to get people in. And also the support networks need as much help as anyone, you know. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, it's been yeah. – um, it's pretty interesting to think that a whole mind side has got you guys there for that uh, mm. that training and that access. It's like it's, it's – yeah, it's pretty impressive. And the
0: topics probably that have been so well received in the last – so we've com- just completed eight mo- – or just Thursday be our finish of the eighth module – But those emotional management – so when we were doing that podcast together and you guys straight away started talking in about emotional intelligence, emotional management stuff, I was like, oh, thank goodness. Because that's the stuff – People don't get taught this stuff at school, so how else are they going to know? Unless it's literally by learning by mistakes.
2: Just just, yeah, it's a head scratcher. What does it mean to you, emotional intelligence? Oh, I'm
0: not a big one on intelligence. I want to talk about emotional emotional management management, skills. What does it mean to you? So for me, is when, and I'm personally the Mm, same, mm. is that when I, so number one is actually listening to my body to feel what I'm feeling. Mm. It's probably the core foundational one is actually allowing my space, myself the space to feel whatever that is. So that's a really big one. And then once I've recognized that feeling then you've got to put a name on it, yeah so who's ever given us the names other than the really obvious ones <laughs> So um, and then when I've got the name with it, it's like, well, what am I now going to do about this? And then with those names and knowing what you do about it, who who can I share this with because, I can't think of one successful, not necessarily financially successful, but one successful person that's done it on their own. Mm. You'd get people through here all the time that have done super cool stuff. Yeah. And they don't do it on their own. They've got a team of support behind them. So it's recognising the emotion to begin with, putting a label, like actually I hate the word label, um, putting a name on it, being able to name it and then, yeah. So that's been the big thing when you watch these guys literally because I – you know, Tobes and I both get to see their faces as they're going, oh, Mm. oh, you're talking about that. That, Oh, and, uh, yeah, I feel that all the time. Well, you're normal.
2: That's massive, isn't (laughs) (laughs) it? Guess what, Steve? Welcome to
0: humanity. Because that's
2: sort of what I've sort of got a pretty firm belief that, you know, blokes and a lot of people in general for a long time haven't had the literally the vocabulary to articulate what it is they're feeling. And that step alone is kind of the biggest piece, you know, instead of just having the shits or whatever it is, you know, that, that very surface level kind of emotional. And even if your
0: name is, I've got the shits. Awesome. You yeah. got the shits. Well, why have you got the shits? Yeah. When you say you've got
2: the shits, like, what do you, what do you yeah, mean? Tell like, me what, about the but, yeah, shits. Yeah. Like what is, what is it? You, you know? <laughs> and, and that's the thing, you know, I think. Well, I'm
0: actually feeling scared. Oh, you've got the shits cause you're fearful. Yeah. Awesome. Well, what was the thought that preceded it? Because remember, <sighs> it's thought, feeling, action. Like there's always a thought that's preceded it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. No, very, it's, very cool it's, stuff. That's yeah, great. Well, we whipped through an hour. We sure did. No, it was great, Bella. I really appreciate you coming in. The cameras weren't too bad. <laughs> <laughs> to You and I'm Tobes, sure you will to be able to it watch first. it back. <laughs> It'll be great. Um, are you doing
2: any sort of anything outside of New Auckland?
0: Uh, so we...
2: I mean, in terms of people sort of maybe being able to get in contact or... Yeah, so, um,
0: so Tobes and I, unfortunately, we also, um, will be winding back some of our services at the 1st of October, so they lose another 25 staff, so obviously everyone pays a bit for that, so Tobes will be winding back... Um, we're still waiting to see the numbers and I will be as well. So we've been approached by some other people. I also do, um, you know, I've got a group program in the Habit Change. That's on my website. don't um, so know if you can do plugs on that. Oh, go plug, yeah. plug it. Plug, plug. <laughs> so that's bellareynolds.com.au. Um, so I've got that starting 7th of September. Um, Tobes is also going to be doing processes like that because he's going for five days right now, he's going to have a bit of a transition to what his other offerings are. Um, yeah. And we're open really to chat to anyone that would like to yeah. use any of this content to, you know, basically help your workforce be healthier, happier, and safer.
1: Oh. Love it. No, thanks so it's much. Definitely it's definitely worth great.
2: noting that you've rocked in here with a bloody well-worn yeah, Hive is, is faff. Yeah, look at them. <laughs> look at the – How name. many have
0: come in a scarf? We'll get a, fo- we'll
2: get a photo <laughs> with it. It, it a looks
1: minute. great. I reckon the, when they're worn like that, that it's It is the very best. worn. I we think we need, to, need new ones. they the room. best, yeah. I might have a spare um, a freshie upstairs for you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see after the show. Yeah, wink, wink. Wink. But no, thanks, Bella. Really appreciate your thank you for having us. Thanks so much, Bella. Been great. Talk soon. Do it again sometime.
0: Cheers. Thanks, guys.
1: If you're a fan of Trademutt's 120 grit podcast, we'd love to hear from you.
2: Send us a message on Facebook or Instagram or shoot us an email at admin at trademutt.com.